You're listening to The Crossroad Podcast with Joey and Kylie Willis. Through redefining effective leadership, The Crossroad Podcast explores what it means to live a life of intention and purpose. Join us as we explore the ins and outs of effective leadership and vibrant living. Welcome to episode 11 of season two of The Crossroad Podcast. I'm Joey, as always, here with Kylie, and today we're going to be talking about boundaries and choices and how the two intersect. And Kylie and I, at the school that we work at, we talk about boundaries all the time. Why do you think all yeah. the time? Why do you think that is, Kylie? Why do why does boundaries seem to come up so often? Well, I think especially at the college with students um, who have recently moved away from home and their parents have always sort of set the boundaries for them and told them what to do and things like that. I think they're in this stage of their life where they're learning how to do it for themselves. Um, And we're recognizing the, uh, I don't know if it's lack of boundaries, maybe lack of boundaries, but also just their... um, they want to they want to do so much. They're so excited about so many things and they just take on way more than they're actually capable of. Um, and then they experience burnout. And so I think that we um, get a front row seat to watching that happen and get to also just um, advise them and walk alongside them in the journey and teach them what it looks like to develop healthy boundaries that align with their values um, and will allow them some semblance of peace in their lives as they pursue the things that are really meaningful to them. Yeah, I wonder if another element to it is that in this country, where we have such a such a admonition, such a culture of freedom, uh, we just have a misunderstanding of the way that boundaries and freedom relates. And so boundaries feel really strange and complicated and in some ways alien to us because it feels like a boundary is a way of saying um, your freedom is inhibited. And so that feels strange to us. That goes against the kind of cultural context of do whatever makes you happy. You can be anything that you want to be. Don't let anything hold you back, that kind of thing. And so we feel this kind of strange tension of uh, the relationship between boundaries and freedom. So Kai, maybe we should start with just talking a little bit about what a boundary is and why it's important. I think as we talk about the parameters for choice making and and how to make a good decision. Why are we including boundaries in that conversation here in episode 11? What is a boundary and, and why is it so important for us? Yeah, I mean, a boundary is basically you putting up a fence or a wall or drawing a line in the sand that says, um, I am not comfortable going outside of this space. Uh, It's creating a barrier um, with which you can operate in. And um, a boundary is where I end and you begin. Um, For example, um, a boundary would be a wall in a house. It says um, snow can't come in here. Rain can't come in here. The cold cannot come in here. Um, And so it actually creates safety um, within the space as opposed to inhibiting you from, um, as opposed to inhibiting you. And I think it's important for us to realize that boundaries are just all around us. 
we talk a lot with the crossroad about the path of least resistance and we use the illustration of when you walk into a building uh, and you're trying to get to a particular office the way that the building is structured is such to make the path of least resistance for you to go down a particular hallway and through the doorway which is why what we do you know we don't we don't follow we don't waste a lot of time crawling unnecessarily through the uh, you know the vents in the in the air duct. We don't smash through a wall. Uh, we follow the path of least resistance, the way that things are designed for us. And so boundaries create a path of least resistance. Those walls funnel you towards the doorway. And so it's important for us, I think, to understand that there are boundaries around us all the time. There are walls. There are limits that create a path of least resistance and. We tend to follow that path of least resistance and sometimes without even thinking about it. Kylie brought up what it's like for us with college students and sometimes they're just kind of doing life the way that their parents taught them how to do it and they don't even realize that there might be different ways, that there might be other options. Or they end up comparing themselves to the students around them and end up doing all of the things that they see other people doing as opposed to recognizing what are healthy limits for myself. Um I feel like I have so many conversations with students where it's like, well, other people feel like it seems like every, everybody else is capable of doing all of this stuff. Why am I not capable? And I'm like, well, they're drowning too. <laughs> like they're having a hard time too. They're struggling with setting boundaries in their life as well. You just don't see those things um, because all you get is an outside view into where they're at. And so setting boundaries actually creates um, the ability for us to make our choices in such a way that they are directed towards where we want to go. They're taking us towards our there and they're setting limits to make sure that we don't stray too far from the path. Um, it's a structure that we create within our lives in order to create peace um, within our souls and mental peace and emotional peace uh, so that we're not just harried, crazy people running around all the time completely stressed out because we're just doing anything and everything that comes across our path. Yeah, and what Kylie's talking about is the thing that we say with the Freedom V all the time, which is that boundaries actually enhance freedom. So I mentioned before we have this complicated narrative that we're trying to weave together between the value of setting boundaries and the value of being free and uninhibited. And the truth is that those are you know dance partners that work together. They're not opposing forces. And so just to use a easy example, the you know the laws that we have in our country are set up not to be oppressive to keep people from doing the things that they really want to do, uh, but they're set up so that we don't live in this state of perpetual chaos and fear and angst. You know, if murder wasn't illegal, then we would have a very different day to day experience. You'd be looking over your shoulder a lot more often. So that building that I was talking about, you know, you go into it, you walk to the office uh, and you do it without even really thinking about it. And in a sense, that helps you to be free to use your limited brain energy towards other decisions, towards other things that are that are more important. And that's why we have uh, boundaries and structures and systems like labeling offices. So you're not just 
spending, wasting so much mental energy running around trying to find where is Kylie's office? Where's Kylie's office? If you know the number for it you and you get directions and, and there's a path of least resistance, you're going to follow that. And in a way that really helps you to live a more free life. Now, what Kylie's saying is that sometimes we have poor boundaries and sometimes the path of least resistance either from influences that we've adopted or, or just from our own immaturity, sometimes the path of least resistance is not the right path. And so what do we need to do in that situation? We need to reset our boundaries. We need to tear down those office walls and remake them. We need to remodel the structure of how we're living our lives. If you are interested in learning more about boundaries, uh, there's a really great book out there called Boundaries, When to Say Yes and How to Say No. It's by Cloud and Townsend, and I hand it to all of my students who come through my door and say, I need help with this, because it is so helpful um, in us realizing what boundaries are, where we might need boundaries in our life. So I highly recommend the Boundaries book uh, to anyone who is interested in learning more about how to set boundaries in your life. Yeah, it's really interesting that you're making that plug now because if you guys remember early on in the season, Kylie and I did a little bit of an exercise about all of the decisions that a person might face during a day. And we actually kind of took that uh, from the boundaries book. The first part of the boundaries book is about, it just is this little narrative of a person who isn't living with healthy boundaries and what their day looks like, a day in the life of unhealthy boundaries. And by the end of that chapter, you can, you'll can you see a lot of yourself in it, and you'll see the angst and the stress that this person is causing. And what they do a great job of in that chapter in the beginning of the book is saying, look, the, the lack of boundaries hurts you. It harms you. It prevents you from living in freedom, from living the kind of life that you want to live. And so let's then talk about how to set boundaries uh better, which is a good segue, Kai, into what we're talking about today, which is this relationship between boundaries and decision making. So let's talk a little bit about that. How how do boundary setting and uh, decision making relate to one another? Well, I think that um, boundaries really help to set the parameters for what choices we are going to make. Um, so for example, if I create a boundary that says, um, or let's say I go on the whole 30, I think that's a really great example. That sets parameters for what I can and cannot eat, um, which helps my decision making a lot. Um, that sets parameters for what I can and cannot eat. And that helps me to be able to more clearly see what choices I can make uh, within the given choices that are in front of me and what choices I can't make, no matter how many emotional reactions I have to wanting to do the things that are um, that are outside of the list of approved foods, um, which I have many. I've done the Whole30 a couple of times. But um, what it really does is say, like, if you want to see some really healthy results within your body within the next 30 days, um, then these are the things that you need to do in order to see that come to fruition. So it really helps to create clarity around our vision and set parameters to help us to get there um, much more effectively. 
Yeah, we've talked in this season a lot about the abundance of choices and just kind of how overwhelming they can be. And I think the Whole30 is a great example because uh, if we're not intentional about eating, then what is the path of least resistance? Well, it's ease and convenience, which, you know, uh, the world of marketing and fast food has picked up on. And so they they make things that are not great for you, but are but are convenient and quick. And therefore, if we're not intentional about setting these kinds of boundaries, these kinds of parameters, we will slip into the path of least resistance. But if we set the boundary of I'm going to do Whole30 or I'm going to do whatever this eating plan is, then we reestablish the parameters and we put those kinds of things outside of it. And so it remakes the path of least resistance into something that is a better choice for us. So it's, it restructures our decision making. Yeah. And Joey said um, convenience and ease. And that made me think of um, of your values. Your values, your boundaries really need to be structured around your values, which is point B here. Um, you need to make sure that you are setting boundaries that align with the things that are truly important to you. Um, because if you don't, what happens is you end up living this fractured life where there's always this tension of you wanting more, wanting to live out these things, but this inconsistency with your behavior and your actions. And so when we actually sit down and evaluate what is most important to me and what are the things that I really truly want to be pursuing and living out in my life, we're able to structure our boundaries around those values so that we're making choices that um, allow us to live those out to the to the fullest. I actually had a student come up to me on Thursday of, or yeah, whatever. I had a student come up to me sometime this week and she was like, oh my gosh, Kylie, I'm so excited. I want to meet with you um, because I want to talk about this, but I just want to share with you, I'm having such a good semester. And I'm like, oh my gosh, like, tell me about it. Why? This is so exciting, Aberdeen. And she was like, I'm having a great semester because I am making choices that align with my values. And I just have so much peace and I'm feeling so much joy because because I'm living out those things that are truly important to me. And I'm saying no to the things that aren't. And so what Aberdeen is doing is she's setting boundaries that say, I'm not going to do these things that don't align with my values because they're going to take away from the things that are most important to me. And what I really want to be doing is pursuing those things, not leaving them behind. And so we really need to take into consideration our values and how um, – our boundaries affect our choices and need to reflect our values. Right. If our main point here, our main hypothesis is that good decisions are values-based decisions, then setting boundaries helps to stabilize your values. Because what we often do is confuse what we really value with what we want in the moment. Uh, another way of saying this is, yeah, we confuse what we need with what we want. And so what we want, our desire, is very fickle. You may have had a, you know, a guy or a girl that you really, really wanted to date. And you really, really wanted to be with this person. And then that happens and six months later, you can't stand them, right? And you wonder how you ever like this person to begin with. Our, uh, our want, our desire 
is very fickle and it changes here and there. It changes with each set of circumstances. And so if we make that the basis of our decision making, we are going to create this confusion, this chaos within ourselves, this, this stark inconsistency. And, you know, Kylie mentioned this a couple of times already, but what we also do is we use the approval of others as the base for our decision making. And that also is unstable. That also varies in and moves all over the place. And so we create these wobbly foundations uh, upon which we try to make our decisions. And as we're, we're trying to get our footing while we're uh, being tossed back and forth and it's nauseating. But what boundaries does, and let's stick with, let's ride with the whole 30 example. What boundaries does is it helps to stabilize our values. It helps to say, this is what I need and what's really important to me. And recognizes that when I'm on whole 30, there's going to be times when I like really want a piece of chocolate cake. I want that. And the desire for it is going to feel so strong. It's going to feel stronger than any value that I have deep down. But if I have a boundary in place and I'm reminded uh, of the importance and the core necessity of that, it better equips me to be on firm footing and to make a better decision about what I'm going to eat tonight. I think the the last thing that boundaries does in affecting decision making is it allows for consistency within our life. And so when we set structures in our lives that say, this is important to me, this is what I want to pursue, and these are the ways that I'm like going to do that, and these are the walls that I'm going to put up in order to allow me to do that, it allows us to um, live out our lives with just a little bit more ease and consistency, knowing that we are utilizing our boundaries in such a way I don't know what I'm saying. <laughs> oh, that's fun. You <laughs> seem to write like you're I know. Doing great. I <laughs> and then I just lost it. Oh. And sorry, John. <laughs> do you want to? Go, where do you want to go back to? Do you want to just go back to the third point? Is yeah, yeah, I think so. Okay. So I think the third thing that boundary setting does. Um, to affect our decision making is it allows for consistency within our lives. And so we create these systems and these structures in our lives, these boundaries, in order to say, this is when I'm going to do this and this is when I'm going to do that. And I'm not even going to do this because I've created a system and structure that says that that isn't something that is pushing me towards my values, uh, and it just isn't important to me. And so um, it creates a consistent flow where we're able to make our choices with more ease, but are also able to accomplish the things that we're trying to accomplish and get done um, because it creates a point of focus for us. Yeah, let's take a let's take a look at a few examples of boundaries. Yeah, I use the structure of a building as one, and and so, you know, physical boundaries are a natural thing. Kylie said uh, early on that a boundary is where you stop and another person begins, which makes me think of the borders for countries and things like that. Mm -hmm. It's where one country stops and another one begins. It's we clarify that delineation. Yeah, by lines physical on boundary. the road. 
Yeah, lines on the road, lines on the football field when you're playing a game. What's out of bounds? What isn't? Where's a first down marker? These are physical boundaries. The other thing that I want to say about, about boundaries is we often think about setting them for what we shouldn't do. But there's also an element of boundary setting for what you should do. Absolutely. Goal setting. Yeah. And I would say boundaries towards action is what the Bible calls discipline. Hmm. And so when we say I'm going to wake up every morning and, and read my Bible for a few minutes, the, those boundaries, that, those are boundaries that we're setting. It's a discipline that's that's being established. So a phys- so another so these are examples. OK. So these are examples of physical boundaries, and we talk about physical boundaries a lot with, you know, sex, with uh, exercise, with eating, these kinds of 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 things in, in both directions, both things you shouldn't do and, and things you should spur yourself to doing. But, Kai, boundaries aren't just about the physical. There's other ways that we, other necessary arenas in which we need to set boundaries. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, time is a boundary. Um, I need to, we always talk about managing our time. Um, I have a calendar specifically so that I can keep track of things and know when certain things are going to start and when certain things are going to end. Um, and so we communicate boundaries in in numbers, in time. Um, we have actually been having a student development meeting every single week on Wednesdays. And the time boundary for this meeting is communicated as an hour. It's from 1030 to 1130. And we started to really get away from that. And we were meeting until like 12 o'clock. But people have things to do and they're only planning on being in this meeting for an hour. And so we had to evaluate and have a moment of truth and say like, okay, like this is communicated as the boundary, the time boundary for this meeting is only an hour. And yet every week we're consistently going over an hour and a half. So we either need to change the structure that we've created, the time limit that we've created on this meeting, or we need to be intentional about honoring that boundary and making sure that we're finishing up um, at the time that we say we're finishing up so that people can go about their day and do the other things that they have to focus on. Yeah, another arena for boundaries is mental and emotional. Uh, we talked in the last episode about that sweet spot. And I told you guys that I am a classic just like overthinker. And if I get just like this momentum of thinking about something or dreaming, you know, daydreaming in the middle of the day, I I can just blow through a whole afternoon and not really do anything, not really be on task, not really uh, be productive in any way, shape or form. Or when I'm considering a problem or a decision, I can, I can just sit and linger on it and mull over it and work myself up into a tizzy uh, and get myself really fearful of the imaginary future. And so sometimes I have to set this kind of mental boundary of like, I need to stop thinking about this. I need to do something else to intentionally uh, move my mind away from this thing because dwelling on it and imagining all of the possible repercussions at some point gets really unhealthy for me and, and gets me out of reality and into this imaginary world. And so I've got to set boundaries that say, all right, I'm going. I'm going to get to. I'm going to get to work, or I'm going to go take a walk, or listen to music, or I'm, you know, I'm going to intentionally introduce some other thought pattern into my head. There's also our 
these categories of examples of boundaries can intertwine too. So I what I'm thinking about is the mental and emotional um, boundary and the physical boundary. Um, and I'm thinking specifically about like daydreaming and like emotional um emotional daydreaming and how sometimes we will engage with, say, pornography or romance novels or things like that, physical things that um, allow us to daydream more and go on an emotional uh, and mental escape from reality and how we actually need to be intentional about setting physical boundaries with ourselves in order to also protect our men- mental and emotional selves. And so, for example, not reading no for example, not reading romance novels is a physical boundary that would you would put on yourself in order to protect your emotional self. Um, some people get really scared really easily, and so they set a physical boundary for themselves where they don't watch horror movies. I personally hate being scared and don't watch them. I feel like life is scary enough, and so it messes so much with my emotions and my mental thought patterns that I set a physical boundary with myself in order to protect those spaces. Um, and make sure that I am not um, experiencing unrest or lack of peace because I'm engaging in something that I shouldn't be. Yeah. And again, we can't say this enough. You have boundaries in your life. Uh, Whether you set them intentionally or not is another question, but you have boundaries. There are types of movies that you watch. There are types of mental or emotional rabbit holes you allow yourself to get into. There are expectations of others that you take on. Um, There's expectations of your parents, whatever it is. There are boundaries. The world is too big and too crazy and too full of options for there not to be boundaries. The whole thing here is are you evaluating your boundaries and figuring out what boundaries are best for you to live a meaningful life? Right. So the the point here isn't to try to introduce boundaries into your life. The point here is to try to make you aware that there are boundaries and the best thing for you to, to be intentional about setting them based on your values rather than something that is less consistent, less meaningful, and less true. And when you do that, it helps to direct your choices. And you can very clearly see what are wise choices and what are the best choices for you um, and what are unwise choices um, in regards to your values and you're there and where you're trying to get. Yeah, so with all this in mind, we're going to finish up this episode talking about some common boundary pitfalls. Once we, like I said before, Kylie and I have these conversations all the time. Uh, So even once we're aware of boundary setting, even with all of these things kind of, you know, jostling around in our head, what are some of the classic like mistakes or obstacles or difficulties that we come across when trying to set healthy boundaries? Well, I think the first one is um, the lie, believing the lie that we can set boundaries for others. Uh, We can only set boundaries for ourselves. And okay, so. I'm going to back up a little bit and say exactly the opposite of what I said. If you have children in your care (laughs) um, or minors who 
need boundaries in order to help them learn what it looks like to have proper boundaries, you need to set boundaries for them and show them what it looks like. But if you're like dealing with adults, you need to recognize that you can't set boundaries for people. Um, You can only set them for yourself because you can't control other people. Um, It is up to each individual to figure out what boundaries are best and healthiest for them and live by them. And figure out in community. So obviously within our marriage, we have certain boundaries that we've collaborated on and figured out together that we have set together, high five, um, in order to help us live out the healthiest um, marriage that we can. Um, And so in your organizations, you need to collaborate on boundaries and figure out what's best for them. But for each individual, it is my responsibility to set boundaries for myself. Joey can't make me set boundaries. He can influence me. He can advise me. He can yell at me all he wants, but he's not a yeller. So um, that's probably not going to happen. But it's my choice and my decision at the end of the day. This is an active choice that I get to make. What boundaries am I going to create for myself? Yeah, I love that you kind of doubled back and used that parent analogy, which I'll double back and get to why in a second. Uh, but what we're talking about here is the pitfall of deciding that you are going to control others with the boundaries that you set. Mm. And so what Kylie is saying is that your boundaries are about you. They're not about other people. And so you can't say... Uh, or maybe you shouldn't say, um, I don't want to deal with X, Y, and Z. And so I'm going to set a boundary where this person can't talk to me that way. Uh, As great as that sounds, you can't control whether the person holds that boundary or not. What you can do is say, if this person talks to me in this way, this is what I'm going to do, including, you know, not be around this person uh, anymore. And so the the important delineation here is that you are setting boundaries for yourself and uh, and not setting boundaries on others on behalf of yourself. Mm-hmm. So the reason I had mentioned parenting is because you see this a lot with parents. I, I, you know, a kid will be acting up and they'll say something like, you got to shut up because you're driving me crazy, right? And so what we try to do is set boundaries like Kylie was talking about parents need to do for my own benefit rather than for the benefit of the kid. And so what we are then doing is telling, teaching our children that boundary setting is is a way to to try to control and manipulate others to get them to do what you want them to do. And so maybe a better way to say that is, you know, if you're going to continue to act up, then that, you know, Sorry, John, neighbor. I can't tell if he's coming back up. All right, should I go? Yeah, just go. So maybe a, a better way of saying that for the parent is, you know, uh, this isn't a proper way for you to act. And if 
you continue to act that way, there's going to be negative consequences for you because I'm trying to help teach you how to become a, a person of character, become a, a good person who stewards their own choices. But if we just leave it at, hey, kids, you need to stop doing this because it affects me, uh, then we're we're not communicating the real treasure of boundaries uh, and we're teaching our children uh, how to manipulate others rather than how to steward their own choices. So the next common boundary pitfall um, would be caving into more liberal boundaries set by others or letting go of our boundaries. Um, and the reason that we do this is because of fear. Um, it is all motivated by fear as opposed to our value system. Um, and so it's fear of rejection from other people. It could be fear of conflict. Um, it could be just fear of confrontation. Um, but the reason that we typically let go of our own boundaries um, and allow other people to or sort of fall under the boundaries that other people set is because we are scared of something. Um, I was in a really unhealthy relationship when I was in my 20s, um, and there were a lot of physical and emotional boundaries that I had for myself um, that I let go of because this... Um, my home life was really, really messy, um, and this person was my safety, and I didn't want to lose that. I was so scared of being rejected by this person who was the the thing that I went to in order to be safe and get away from my home life that I let go of my value system and my own personal boundaries in order to protect that relationship and keep myself safe. Or in other words, I guess a, a different value rose up, um, my value for safety um, that um, sort of took over the rest of my value system and I let go of it because of that. Um, and so many of us are apt to do this because we're so scared of what other people think um, and how other people are going to react or behave if we create a boundary. Um, and so we need to be so intentional about being aware of and recognizing what our boundaries are and why they are there so that we can be intentional about upholding them when we get into situations where fear might override our value system. Yeah, I think this uh, caving into other people's boundaries is is uh, maybe especially prevalent in the Christian community because we have such a desire to be nice and we have such a desire to serve others and people please yeah and, and to to get the uh, you know the approval of others which everybody struggles with but I, I think a lot of times we think okay well i have this boundary but this other person has a different boundary and what, shouldn't i just lay my boundary aside and and serve them shouldn't i care for them and isn't isn't uh valuing their, them basically more important than valuing myself. But there's, you know, all kinds of stuff in scripture that says uh, to love others as you love yourself. And so we've got to understand that we are each valuable, uh, equally valuable. So it's not about disregarding other people's values, and it's certainly not about disregarding your own values. And I think we can work ourselves up into this false narrative that we're helping other people by surrendering 
uh, our own value system, the things that we hold dear, our own boundaries, uh, in order to meet them where they are and to give them what they want. Uh, but the truth is, if you're doing that in a way that va- that violates your own value system, you're neither serving yourself nor them in the in the truth and in the long run. Yeah, in any healthy relationship, we want to honor the tighter boundary of the other person that we are with. Uh, um, we want to respect their boundaries and not impose our more liberal or loose boundaries on them. Um, it's biblical, really, isn't it? It's somewhere in one of Paul's letters, he talks about, like, don't eat meat if your brother like doesn't feel comfortable eating meat respect that boundary because you don't want to turn him away from the gospel um, or leave a bad taste in his mouth. And so do you know what that scripture is? No. John, I maybe. It doesn't matter. Yeah. Okay. Um, Yeah. And so we want to be just really intentional about a not caving into others boundaries, but also honoring the boundaries that other people have in place because they're there for a reason. The last uh, thing that we have, at least for today, in terms of pitfalls is the real difficult process of self-delusion. So we tend to, we're, we're tempted to trick ourselves, uh, And so we will tell ourselves, I'm setting this boundary based on my value. Uh, and we might really be convinced that that's the case, even if it's even if it's not true. And so what we basically do is we repurpose this language of intentional boundary setting and values, and we remake it in the image of what I want. And so we set it to work for our temporal, superficial, current desires, rather than staying true to the deep why, the deep need behind uh, what what matters most to us. Hmm. So the whole point of this episode is to essentially just talk about the value of boundaries in helping to guide and funnel our choices towards living a meaningful life. Um, And when we do so, we are actually able to be free in a sense. Um, We are able to recognize what is good and what is healthy for us and what is not good and not healthy for us um, in regards to the direction that we're headed in our life. Um, And so I hope that this episode has been helpful for you in thinking through what your boundaries are and what choices those boundaries are funneling you towards um, and are intentional in future of maybe if you need to set tighter boundaries or more intentional boundaries, doing so in able to live a meaningful and purposeful, in order to live a meaningful and purpose-filled life. Thank you for listening to the Crossroad Podcast. The world is out there waiting for you to become the best leader you can possibly be. We hope our conversations have helped. For more, please visit our website, thecrossroad.net.